Mandi Hiza. You want to be like him in all things. You want to be like him in all things. You want to be like him in all things. You want to be like him in all things. You want to be like him. Marashada libara makado sororo prohishada bradika. Nandi dibi iza talabalusa. Ze barakatola ria sharabrananto. Mandi You don't want to be attached to the old ways again. If any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold. Behold, everything has become new. You yearn and you thirst for him. You desire him. You want him. You want him. You want him. You want him. Lika Taraba Sukendi Ilarasha de Berede. Rasunda de Bereleke de Berede. Branti Ilarahasutalaya. Shekete Labaramana Shalabanama. Rosotoki Brakataya. You want more of him. You love him, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. Manda sakoto shada berele. Ibara masakata labarala shikirele kada berele. Thank you, Jesus. Now you want to tell the Holy Spirit to have His way in you. He should order your steps in His Word. So have the way we should go. Then 
You want a touch of his presence this morning. As young as you are, as old as you are, you still want more of him. A touch of his presence in your life. Malo Sikaramana Shida Barada. In the name of Jesus. You are telling him this morning that your life is his. You have nothing of your own. All that you are, all that you possess is for him. It's for him. It's for him. It's for him. It's for him. In the name of Jesus. You are saying this, but the Lord, let your light arise in me. Arise in me. you want to travel prevailing and traveling until Christ be in us say that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith that we be rooted and grounded in his blood that we grow up into him in all things we desire maturity we desire to grow we want him we want tomorrow of him we want tomorrow of him in the name of Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We are ready. <laughs> oh, we are ready to receive. We worship you. Yes. With your 
eyes closed and we, with your hearts lifted up. Your hearts. We just want to worship it. Just worship him. just want to worship him. just want to worship him. Oh, oh. 
within you should bless his holy name everything that is within you should magnify his name this means that you have no choice you cannot be anything else apart from what he has made you to be bless the Lord Oh my soul and all is within me blessed let us pray Very divine, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for your presence in our lives. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for the opportunity to be present here to worship. Worship is our life. Worship is our life. Worship is what we were made for. In the name of Jesus. Mandi korobo sukatali sheremedua. Li reketi faremenon zonorobo shitarias. We have come to worship. We have come to worship. We have come to worship. We thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. You can be seated and give a hand offering to the Lord. Give a hand offering to the Lord. Are you ready? Are you ready? Look to the one on your left-hand side or whoever is by you. Your closest neighbor, I mean. Just ask him. What has been happening to you over this few days concerning discipleship? Where have you gotten to? Are you living the life? Or you just come and listen and you forget? Ask your neighbor, are you living the life? Are you living the life? Are you ready? Hallelujah. Are you ready? I mean, are you ready? Okay. Can I start? Okay. Lord, we thank you. Give us revelation. Give us insight. 
into your word in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes, so we have been talking about uh, discipleship for some time now, and that happens to be the theme for the year. You realize that when a lecturer comes to a class, if the person is a good lecturer, usually there are objectives that is projected on the, how do we call it, on the projector. And the objectives guide the lecturer that by the end of this lecture, you are supposed to know this, you are supposed to know that, you are supposed to know that. In a likewise manner, when we come to the presence of God, there are objectives that God has set for us. Hallelujah. So there's a reason why we come into the midst of the brethren. There's a reason why we fellowship with one another. There's a reason why God gives you a preacher to teach God's word. Because God has what? His objectives. And one of the ways to assess if, if the people really know what they have been taught is exams. That is in the physical, is exams. So you write exams, sometimes you don't really understand, you do chew and pour and you go and write. Most of you in school, you, you, you did that. You didn't really understand until you, you got to the working environment and certain things started making sense. So, there is a theoretical aspect of knowing certain things in God. And there is a possibility to know just as you are taught in a class. And yet not be practical about it. So, courses which are quite technical, you see that there is always the practical aspect of the course because it is believed that after a practical session, you are enlightened or illuminated more concerning whatever I have been taught. And we know that one practical session is not enough. The training or the reason why you even have the practical sessions is just for a little introduction. You know that in school, so many things are piled up. So you have a little practical uh, insight and then you move to the next topic. A little practical, then you move to the next topic. But when you look at the whole picture, you realize that the reason why you were trained is for you to be doing that thing for the rest of your life. Do you get it? That's why when you move out of school, now you begin to apply whatever you have been taught over the years. What point am I trying to make? I'm trying to say that there's a reason why God trains his people. And God gives you one or two experiences, practical experiences. The purpose of it is not for it to be a one-time 
experience. The purpose of it is for you to be a blessing to many generations. And generations are always coming up. Generations are always being born. I've had people say that, oh, when I was, when I was young or when, when, when I was energetic. Hallelujah. When I was energetic, I used to do all these things. I've seen preachers talk about that. I mean, people that were preachers, but they are no longer preachers. And it's even practical in our, in our times. Sometimes people know the truth and what is ahead of them. But then, we some way somehow leave ourselves to be so loosed. And with all this insight into the future, what the future holds. The future now transforms to the now. And whatever we projected to be, we are not. Because we made ourselves so loose. Some people have thought that, oh, the only time we are supposed to serve God is I mean, your, your youthful years where you have so much energy. So, some say that now that you are young, serve the Lord. And I go by that. It's true. And the intention that they have is not really God's intention in the sense that, okay, I know that busy days are coming. So you let me serve the Lord. Let me be the president I can be. Let me be the, uh, the leader I can be. A time is coming that I cannot do that anymore. May that never be your story in the name of Jesus. How come we can go for practical sessions? How come we can go for lectures and experience all the teachings and the knowledge impartation? And even continue to upgrade ourselves to do one particular work which we wanted to do. Your choice. And you want to progress in your career. And just have a limited time or a limited portion of our times here on earth just for God. Saying that it's only your youthful years. It is true, the greatest part of your life is your youthful years that you can offer. But don't be caught up in that web of deception where you think that this is the time to serve God because the time is coming when I can no more serve God. Just as you were trained to be. Once someone gets to the stage of a professor, have you ever heard that he's, he's not called a professor? I've seen people that you know that they have retired. Because of where I work, you see a lot of people. I mean, they remember, but they still hold on to their title. 80 years, 84, when they come, you see prof this, doctor this. And even with military, retired what major. Retard this, retard that. So, 
My prayer is for you to come out of that web of deception that you're only supposed to serve God for now. You are supposed to serve God for now and for the rest of your life. Look into the eyes of neighbor and tell yourself, give yourself holy. Give yourself holy. A man can commit his heart to a particular cause and work all the days of his life to achieve that. Why can't we do the same? Why can't we do the same? Amen. Why can't we do the same? I don't want it to be said of us that we served God for a season and we died and we went away. How many of you have heard of the story of Caleb and Joshua? The zeal they had from the beginning. They maintained the zeal to the end. Recently, a lot of ministers have been passing away. They have served their generation. They have served their generation. What do you have to offer to your generation? They served their generation. And he went to be with the Lord. Last week, I was trying to explain something to you about the mentality of the Apostle Paul. How can a man get to a certain stage of his life and boldly say that he has finished his course? He has kept the faith. He has run the race. And what has left? His reward. The crowns await him. It means that there is the possibility of a man to fulfill all that God called him for. It is said that the grave has been and still is one of the richest places. Why? Because people died with great ideas. People died with their ministries. Not fully serving their generation. Some of them could not even unearth that which was placed within them. And it has been my greatest concern because when I look through the scriptures, what I see in the life of believers and what written concerning belief. They are so directly what? Opposite. So, who is the liar here? Does it mean that God's word is a lie? So, when these things which have been written seem so inconsistent with our lives, then we begin to find theological what? Reasons for this happenings. So a man will say out of frustration that because 
he has not been healed, then God heals no more. Because he cannot hear the voice of God, then God speaks no more. No profound theories with all forms of concepts of men to deny truth in God's word. The things which are said of you in the scriptures, just that alone, you must leave before of you. Sometimes you'll be wondering, uh, how do I get a very details of no need to get a details. Just meditate on the word. And things will work out. You know, some of you are waiting for specific instructions, certain voices, before you make a move. And the interesting thing is that usually those that hear the voices, they don't take the move. Because they want to be so sure whether it was really God's but God has spoken, but still, they want to be sure whether it is the voice of God. So you can begin from somewhere, from in the treasures, in the scriptures. And as time goes on, things will become clearer to you. My heart has been on this. My heart has been on this. But I still do not understand why we can have supermen here on earth. Why we can have new creations here on earth. And nothing can be said of them. The only thing that we can say that they were men. Yes, Jesus' disciples were men. But they were men. That moved nations. They were men that turned nations upside down. It was said of some of them that they were strangers because their lives and patterns, their ways of life, their understanding was opposed to this world. They saw themselves as pilgrims just journeying through this land. They, they had an assignment and all that they sought for was to fulfill that assignment. They couldn't be numbered amongst the ordinary citizens. They were strange. They were strange men. Why? Because they have been with the Lord. So, I believe so strongly that one of the things that I'm called for is to make people aware of these things. So with me, I don't care whether you're a child, whether you are a young man. I don't care whether you're an old man. I still believe that God can bring something out of you. I still believe. I still believe that. The treasures are so many. Treasures in the kingdom. Why would we die and be buried with all of these things within?
if the dead bones of prophets of old could revive. Doesn't mean that in our minds we have underestimated the temple of God. You know, yes, we are we are we are we are natural, like yes, I can see you, you can see me. But we are not natural, we are supernatural. You know you can hold a wire. But you might not be able to touch a naked wire. I'm trying to say something. That there seems to be a sheet. Or there seems to be a covering. On all that God has placed within you. And that covering is not necessarily a covering. But it's more of a conveyor of the presence of God. So now this body that makes us all classified as humans. Others with awakened knowledge. Others with enlightened minds know that this same body is a carrier of God's presence. And men of old took advantage of this. Don't we have the same body? Yes, you can see. But there are differences. There are differences. It has been a burden on my heart. That if men will go to church for years, we can boast of numbers. Oh, many, many were added to the church. Many were added to the church. And all those people do not live their life to the fullest. Look, just a few selected by Jesus. And in him too, we have been chosen. Just a few selected by Jesus. We have seen the impact over generations till now. Were they called with a different calling? I'm asking you, were they called with a different calling? Because to the best of my knowledge, our calling is one. There might be a few differences. But it is one. Think about these things. Meditate about these things. Why do you think some of the preachers act the way they act? Why do you think some of the preachers act the way they act? I'm talking about their perception and their understanding. We know that you have an issue, but the person will give you a solution. 
And you know that this solution doesn't make sense. And yet it works. Yet it works. It means that for us to really work, for us to really, really work, our mindset must be different from the world. Because what has limited what we carry, what we have been made conveyors of, is the mindset. Is the mindset. Is the mindset. May the Lord grant you grace in the name of Jesus. And may any negative mindset concerning you and the work of the ministry be dissolved in the name of Jesus. I pray that there will be a superimposition of God's mind upon you in the name of Jesus. May you begin to experience the mind of Christ in all things. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ. I pray for you. I pray for you. That you realize that you are a different being. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Scripture says that even a man be in Christ, he's a new creation. 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Says that all things have passed away. Then look, 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 behold. Behold. Behold the new life. You can behold. I've been there. I remember those days when you know, you've discovered so many things from the scriptures and it seems so opposite to your experiences. I realized that you should keep on drinking. I remember some time ago when I was on campus, water was not coming and but somewhere somehow, somewhere somehow, one of the, how do we call it, the taps was dripping. I don't remember whether Pastor Kwame, you remember, and I think I was talking with Pastor Kwame. I mean, water wasn't coming. I think we spoke for a while. And we got back, and we almost had a bucket full. I realized that from the onset, after you are introduced to the life, you've read books, you've heard of preachers, Pastor Benny, you've heard of, I mean, Bishop Dad, you've heard of Pastor Chris, you've heard of so many, many, many preachers, wonderful, wonderful, anointed men of God. You've read their books and all that. It's an introduction. You get it? It's an introduction. It seems nothing is happening. You might have a little trickle, like little little experiences as you are reading. But the experience 
is telling you there is more. There is more. There is more. And God might not launch you into the picture that you saw from their books or their experiences immediately. But it has become more of like a vision in your mind. Do you get it? And gradually, as you keep on feeding, as you keep on meditating, gradually you are moved to that stage. And it gets to a point, you see it happen. Remember I said, oh, I don't want to preach. I've said that. Oh, no, I don't want to, I don't want to preach. If, if I want to preach, then I want, I want the Spirit of God to come upon me, blank my mind, and then just talk. God should talk to you. I should be just a medium that God is talking to. I forgot that my mind, my mind day. <laughs> and I, I said that because all those days I was unprepared. You know, not feeding on God's word the way I have to feed on God's word. So that unpreparedness made me feel that there is nothing that you have to offer. And that's the experience of most of you. Right now, when, when, when God is pushing you to do something, when God is moving you, okay, minister to this one, preach to this one, talk to this one. You always feel that, hey, this one, yeah, I don't want to do. It's not that you don't want to do. It's, it's lack of preparation. You know within you, 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 you've heard. You know that God can use you in your own corner. But. Because of. No preparation. You always run away from your call. Today may the Lord change your mindset in the name of Jesus. May the Lord change your mindset.